Welcome to the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. The Informants Nerdcast is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, The Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force, White River Design Company, and 1984 Branson Arcade. What is going on, fellow geeks and nerds? It is good to be back on a hot weekend across the Ozarks. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of the Informants Nerdcast. It is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, the Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force in the Shops at Branson Meadows, White River Design Company, 1984 Branson Arcade. From Nerd Informants HQ, I am a nerd, and I am Josh Grisham. I'm also a nerd, and you can call me Tim Church. Buddy, it feels good to be back on another weekend, getting back to podcasting, and it's a huge week, man. I think you said it yourself perfectly best that we have covered a lot of stuff over the course of a week. Yeah, multiple acres have been covered oh. of ground. <laughs> so uh, much nerdy acres, right? Uh, we, we could start our own farm. <laughs> would you Would you like the honors this weekend, sir, of opening up with our first story? I, I think so. So we really launched this week with some pretty exciting news uh, on Monday. Day. Such a good week. Uh, we finally heard from the man himself. Ash Williams finally let his voice be heard, a.k.a. the ever-groovy Bruce Campbell, uh, opened up about the latest developments around a new Evil Dead film. He said, quote-unquote, we're just getting off the phone with Lee Cronin, who is writing and directing the next Evil Dead. He confirmed when asked about a potential Evil Dead 4? It's, yes. it's called Evil Dead Now. Sam handpicked Lee. So, of course, uh, Sam, uh, being former director Sam Raimi. Uh, Sam handpicked Lee. He did a cool movie called The Hole in the Ground. We're going to get that sucker out as soon as practical. Sadly, however... I don't like this. I don't like this part. Don't do it to me. Brucey did confirm that he will not be appearing as Ash in the next film. You know, they can go. They can only go so far with this. And there comes a point where Bruce Campbell has to say, I'm going to hang up the chainsaw. I'm going to hang up the metal hand. I'm done fighting the Deadites. It's a sad thing because, again, it just goes back to this whole deal. We're, we're getting older. I'm not getting any younger. And all of my heroes and, and great movie figures that I grew up with are, are sadly retiring. And this is just another example of this. But it does give the opportunity for us to get a completely badass female protagonist that could be as iconic as Ash Williams, Bruce the Chin Campbell himself. So there's some good things about this. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what developments come from this. I mean, is it going to tie in into any of the other movies? Is it going to tie into mm. the television show? I mean, there's so much potential Possibly. of background, or are they just going to wipe the slate for free and start brand new. So they curious could, to see how they're going to play that out. They could do that. But I think the one thing that's got to tie it all together narratively, it's got to be in the movie. You got to have the Necronomicon X Mortis. <laughs> But I'm excited about this. I mean, Evil Dead 4. I mean, just give me more Evil Dead movies and, and kind of let Sam Raimi continue to be the godfather shepherding these movies along. And honestly, keep Bruce Campbell around and get creative input from him. I believe mm -hmm. the films could be a lot better for that. Oh, yeah. I, I think keeping him on board to offer maybe some inspiration or, you know, just kind of be a consultant on the film is, is a perfect idea. I'm glad he's still involved. Um, and I guess over time, we'll, maybe we'll see development from him being in a future even even though he's sticking to his guns when he announced earlier uh, that he was retired Ash. I mean, he's retired yeah. from it. So he's sticking to that for now. But, you know, time and money changes all. Ah, the almighty M. It'll always bring somebody back calling. So you would think by now 
There's been so many movies where an idyllic happy couple get themselves involved in their first real estate purchase. And <laughs> for some reason, they just don't they don't do all the paperwork. They don't do all the research. A prime example, if you were following us this week, you saw the trailer for Amanda Seyfried and Kevin, His Feet Are Loose Bacon. Yeah, that's coined by me, by the way. They buy the wrong house in the trailer for You Should Have Left. Did you watch it? And if you did, what did you think of it? I think it's properly suspenseful and creepy, but does it have that demon factor that really just gives you the willies? Yeah, I watched like the first quarter of it. and eh, <laughs> You, you no shut thanks. the trailer off on the Facebook? Yeah, I was at work. I didn't want to scare myself too bad. I still had a lot to do that day. so A lot to do, a lot of meetings to go uh, to, and you'd look awkward with wet pants. Yeah, yeah. One too many times for me. Uh, so, no, I, I'm excited to see. It feels like forever since Kevin Bacon has really done anything, you know, of a studio Hollywood yeah. potential. He's been a lot of independent stuff, a lot of television series the last few years. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him being at the forefront of a hopefully a, a summer blockbuster again. So I kind of I mean, I, I get the thrill factor. I love the whole haunted house factor. I mean, I really love those types of movies. And honestly, I get a little <laughs> bit of uh, stir of echoes vibes from this little bit. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, even though that wasn't one of his better movies. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm going to trust you on on that. <laughs> on you got that some bit. homework with all the streaming access you've got uh, uh, here in the house. I would say that you probably ought to have some homework and see if you can find Stir of Echoes and watch it. So I, I want to jump forward a little bit because obviously we're going to get into this uh, discussion in a little bit uh, about uh, strange things being a foot in the circle. K. you know what we're talking about. We'll get to that in just a little bit. I do want to talk about this because obviously as of this podcast recording and you're listening to it now, as of today... June 14th, we are five days away from the release of Naughty Dog's Last of Us Part 2. Everybody is excited about that. The score is absolutely ridiculous. Everybody's billing it as a masterpiece. And that's despite all the leaks and the negativity and the trolls of supposed game fans out there giving Naughty Dog copious amounts of crap. We do have some movement on the television side of things. Chernobyl director Johan Rank is set to direct HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us. Post-apocalyptic, if you haven't seen uh, Chernobyl, uh, like me, I've seen just bits and pieces of it, but I'm just going to say this, the world building and the the atmospheric nature of it, I think is going to lend itself well to the post-apocalyptic timeline that is featured in The Last of Us. I believe Johan is going to bring a very unique eye to this. He's doing well with Chernobyl. I think he's going to knock this one out of the park. It's inspired casting. It's an inspired get for a director. Oh, I, I'm definitely excited to see this. Uh, once again, I, I've not seen Chernobyl uh, at all, but I, I did see it. It's on sale now at Walmart, so you can buy the miniseries now for Ooh. like twenty four ninety five. So uh, if you missed it on TV, now you can bring it home to put on your video case. Did you happen to see on the disc, I mean, like the miniseries, how many discs was it? Was it multiple seasons? Did you get that far as far as uh, what it, you saw? I mean, it was a... I think it's five or six episode miniseries, so it's it's one and done. Like that's not long not, enough for you to binge. It's, it's, it's not going to be multiple <laughs> seasons. You know, if you're looking to fill a Friday afternoon, uh, afternoon and evening, and maybe into the midnight hours, then you could do that. M- maybe you well. can pick that up. Um, but no, I, I'm excited for this. But more importantly, I mean, I, I've watched you play the Last of Us video games. I've not pl- played myself, as everybody listening knows. I, I'm not the gamer of the family. He, Josh, is. Uh, but I've seen this. And I love the storyline of it. I love the aspect yeah. and the history and the characters behind it. So I'm very excited to see who they are going to be casting uh, in these in these roles. So 
going to be hugely important casting, and I think that's something that Johan has got to get right out of the gate. If he can get perfect casting from the get-go and get Joel and Ellie cast the best way possible, that's going to bode well for the series because you know gaming fans were very discerning. And again, we have those troll tendencies about us, and if there's something we don't like right out of the gate, we're not likely to drop it very fast. I believe that's fair to say, so he's got to get that casting right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, speaking of things that we're hoping to get right... Uh, That's a big hope. (laughs) uh, New detail emerged this week from Zack Snyder's Justice League that will be premiering next summer on HBO Max. Uh, Zack Snyder responded to a fan who questioned whether or not the skies during the in-battle sequence will remain red in his cut. Zack answered with a definite no. So, will skies be blue? Will they be yellow? Will they be purple? I guess we'll find out next summer. So uh, here, I can answer that really quickly. I mean, I mean, it's not like I've ever been ugly as it relates to Zack Snyder, in my opinions. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's going to get rid of the red sky. That's great, Zack. I applaud you. But what are we going to go with? Gray and rainy? I mean, that seems to be the popular go-to choice. Why not? Let's go for, for tonal uh, consistency. I was about to say, they're pro- he's probably just going to make it black and white, you know, Sin City uh type 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 film. black and white and no, a lack of no red R. over no, they're gonna use noir uh filming mm. so film noir yes yeah, okay i'm with you say goodbye to the red sky well okay that that's that's a big change now you know what's happening with zach snyder uh, personally me one ugly detail zach what it, it, am i missing something here zach i mean was there more than one ugly detail possibly that could use a little bit of retooling in this i can't wait to see it maybe it'll become yeah. a whole different movie maybe it'll be better for it i mean that's that's the only positive you're getting out me as far as that movie is concerned okay we we had some people asking questions about this and i did not dare get into it on facebook it's not the place this is one of those things that if you want more about the story you need to go out and get it yourself because we're not we're not going to bother talking about it. The Flash, though, big time uh, cast firing Hartley Sawyer, who you know very well on that series. Uh, he's been fired. Racist, misogynistic tweets have surfaced from his past. We have people on Facebook asking us what it was. But again, you got to go out there and get there for yourself. Do you have any thoughts on that? Anything more to say relative to his firing? Deserved otherwise? You know, here, here's the thing. I, I loved him on The Flash. He's a funny guy. He's, he's really great. Um, the, the tweets and stuff, a lot of that stuff came from, you know, I looked at it. A lot of it was like pre-2014 and mm, be, yeah. be ha- back in time. So uh, he was definitely a really young man when he was making those things. Uh, not, not to make excuses for him. Some of the things he said uh, were disgusting and made me sick to my stomach to... to know that another human being so i think the cw did the right thing by by letting him go um you know i i think this is one of those things where it's going to take some time for for his career to cool off before he could possibly return to hollywood if ever again um i I, my my thought process more in the flash is whether they're going to replace or they're going to just kill off his character, the Flash, uh, Ralph Divney, if they're going to just kill him off and, you know, write him out of the series, or if they're going to find another actor to come in and play uh, the elongated man. Because as the elongated man does have the ability to change his face and features, I think it wouldn't be too terrible for, you know, him to just change the way he looked and 
maybe get stuck that way and you know that that that's the way they could play it so he can change the way he looks folks but he can't change his past comments so we shall see how that goes on the flash now this one got a lengthy post from you and if you're a lover of comic books the month of july usually two specific weeks in the month of july could be huge talk to me about marvel comics and some big changes there yeah, guys, so when the pandemic hit, uh, our traditional Changed free comic everything. book day was... They promised us that it wasn't going to be canceled. It was rather going to be postponed. Well, the details surrounding that has finally come through. Uh, Marvel is planning to release a free set of X-Men, Spider-Man, and Venom comics in July as part of a rescheduled, as part of the postponed free comic book day. Uh, So uh, be on the lookout on July 15th. Free comic book day is going to have an X-Men feature, and it's going to have a brand new story, uh, X-Men story. Um, It's going to lead into the game-changing X of Swords crossover, so it's going to be relevant very much so to the traditional uh, storyline that's already out there right now. So you're definitely going to want to make sure you pick that up if you're already following current X-Men storylines. And following that, on July 22nd, Free Comic Book Day is going to be releasing a Spider-Man Venom comic, uh, which will provide two exciting tales connected to the upcoming major storylines in Venom, The Amazing Spider-Man, and black cat so you're definitely going to want to pick these up as they will all be prevalent and important as you're looking into future storylines so uh it's a huge piece here and i'm I'm pretty excited that they did that because normally uh with free comic day you get a comic and it's just a one-off it's a one-shot you know but i I, i'm excited to, to get those for myself Very, very cool. Big time news. Month of July, comic book day. Make sure you are on that comic book collectors all across the country. So we know now that uh, we're getting a Matrix 4 and what would have been really Keanu Reeves day with two films competing uh, has been altered due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you were curious as to what inspired Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves to come back for Matrix 4, well, apparently it's a really good script, a good movie. Mm -hmm. Who would have thunk it? It could lure actors and actresses alike to come back and do some work. Well, Lana Wachowski wrote a beautiful script for this movie and a wonderful story that resonated with me. This is uh, Keanu Reeves speaking to Empire Magazine. That's the only reason to do it. To work with her again is just amazing. It's been really special. And the story has, I think, some meaningful things to say and that we can take some nourishment from. I never thought that would happen. It was never on my radar at all. This is Carrie Ann Moss also reacting to Empire Magazine. And when it was brought to me in the way that it was brought to me with incredible depth and all of the integrity and the artistry that you could imagine, I was like, this is a gift. It was just very exciting. So insight from two of the leads from The Matrix 4, Carrie Ann Moss, Keanu Reeves, excited to return to The Matrix. The Matrix 4 will be coming our way in cinemas. But buddy, I tell you what, COVID-19, darkness, despair. We needed something to lighten up the mood. We had all kinds of good news that really did that. But there was one moment that stood above all others. And it resolved around Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. What went down there, sir? Guys, we finally got our official poster for Bill and Ted <laughs> Face the Music, Bill and Ted 3. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, they've been teasing it for what, for what seems forever, but we finally got our first poster, uh, which was immediate, oh, nearly immediately followed it was up. pretty close, wasn't it? Um, by the 
first trailer. And I mean, it's more than a teaser. I, I would say that it's not a full length feature trailer by any means. No, not close um, it, 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 it's just over a minute long, but it, it doesn't. And it gives us a key to what the storyline is going to be about, but it doesn't really give us many elements of the story itself. So it's, it's, it's campy. It's the moment that I needed. I've been waiting on this for so long since it was announced. I mean, it was really cool because Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter were side by side when they initially made the announcement to let us know that it was really happening. It was legit. It wasn't rumored. And then the trailer dropped for Bill and Ted Day. I was following Ed Solomon on Twitter, and that's how that whole thing went down mm-hmm. because he was kind of counting it down, posting little uh, teaser excerpts, and then all of a sudden the trailer was there. You just get the campy nature of it. They have to reconcile the fact that they did not come up with a song to unite humanity and to bring everybody into perfect harmony and balance. And, of course, you get that sense because they're really being read the riot act by these uh, future dudes. And they're like, okay, you guys were in Barstow, California, and you were playing for 40 people. And half of them there were there for $2 taco night. Absolutely perfect. They go into the future. They're trying to steal this song uh, from themselves. And they end up being jacked and buff and tattooed. And I really didn't get the whole prison scene. But that's Bill and Ted. You don't need to understand it for it to be an awesome movie. So I think this one is going to deliver on all fronts. I am excited. Yeah, and I, I followed this up uh, with a personal share just like I think right now, more than anything <laughs> with, with the way the world is today between pandemics and riots and a- everything that's going on in our planet right now, we could use a movie that teaches us to be excellent to each other. Well like, said. I, 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 I can't wait for that to come out. So we will party on, dudes. <laughs> we will party on. Um, now, I have spent time talking about this on social media. You and I have had conversations about this. And, you know, Reunited Apart for the Goonies was awesome. My word, that was so, so good. And Josh Gad, we've all been talking about it consistently that he is just winning quarantine on so many levels with his Reunited Apart series. But there seems to be this issue with Dick Donner and Steven Spielberg when it comes to getting a Goonies movie off the ground. Now, their reasoning for not doing it, I can understand it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's a very good reason, because they just don't think they would be able to recapture the magic with a new cast. But one person, including Josh Gad, is not letting things rest idly when it comes to work on the Goonies 2. Goonies 2 concept art surfaced, we had it for you on our Facebook, created for Adam Goldberg's pitch for the sequel. This just makes me even more excited. Image of a skull, a cavern, doors... And you've got some characters in there. The Spanish on the skull translates to one mistake shall rain down fear. Feel the wrath of the devil's tears. To me, that sounds so one-eyed Willie. That sounds so much like one of his traps. So I just got to say this. I'm hoping that Goldberg gets his meeting with Donner. That was delayed due to COVID-19. Get the three of them in a room. Sit down. Overcome the objections. Let's get to work. Goldberg is saying it will happen Mm -hmm. goonies never say die can he get it done that's the question yeah i'm excited i'm very much hoping once this pandemic is over that he'll get his chance to pitch his idea uh it does worry me though that he's already sharing and spreading some of his concept art online because typically you only see that post oh it's not going to happen but at the same time you know reminds me of neil blomkamp and his alien five concept art Exactly. It got everybody hyped up and nothing came out of it. Exactly. 
but then again, you have those perfect uh, examples such as Deadpool when they let that test footage leak and yep. it broke the internet and a year and a half later, we were staring at a full-fledged Christmas Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movie. So and it was the best thing that ever happened. So maybe this is his plan, you know, maybe get out there, get people psyched about it, show yeah. get, show the fact to, to Donner and Spielberg that, hey, there's people excited about this. And it's weird to me because this kind of talk, this particular movie has kind of risen above the, I don't think you should touch it. I think you should leave it alone. For some reason, this particular movie has stayed away from that. And the fans have been rabid about it. Mm -hmm. Any small dialogue that comes out that a sequel could potentially happen, the fans are all over it. But it's never in a negative way. It's always in a positive. That's something special. Yeah, I I think when you got the fans behind it, regardless if the movie comes out and it's bad or it's good, yep, or if it does, whether or not it recaptures the magic of the original, I think there's fans that's going to be excited to see those characters again regardless yeah so i i i think it would be a good thing i I really do i agree um you posted something and uh once again video game news so you're gonna have to share a little bit more (laughs) than i can about this but mass effect trilogy has been remastered and will be reportedly launching this fall so yeah looking for concrete evidence on this one i mean the the reports are out there they're swirling fans are talking about it right now and honestly after the last mass effect game yeah there needs to be a remaster maybe even a complete overhaul uh, that left the uh, the gaming community really divided, but we could see it holiday 2020, fall is being talked about, and it left our community divided on Facebook. <laughs> Some folks were, especially I'm going to just give uh, Sasha a shout out, you know, well, time to get my heart broken again in these games. Um, Donovan was wondering if they'll give us a new ending. Shepard dying never really sat well with me, so... Um, I would just tell you, you played it, you know what to expect. Yes, there's going to be heartbreak, but could there be prettier graphics and bugs that go away? Glitches get resolved. Um, It's going to be one to watch. If you're a fan of Mass Effect, you will be getting the trilogy remastered come fall or holiday 2020. Will you revisit or will you stay away? That is your choice, dear gamers. So a shift in sign of the times. Sign of the Times, Cops has officially been canceled by the Paramount Network four days after it was pulled from the schedule. That was a quick shift, a quick move. But honestly, you know, I I would say that that is pressure and a sign of what we are going through right now with the ongoing protests, uh, the shooting most recently in Atlanta, and of course the movement and the wave that continues to go across the country and the world at large over the murder of George Floyd. And of course, people protesting and getting their voices out there uh, due to racial injustice that continues to occur in this country. And, you know, we could see a lot of that play out on Cops, the television show. And right now, you know, is the country ready to see that play out in stories over TV and in dramatizations there when body cam footage is the real deal. It is not show-based, but it's out there and it ends up in the media all the time. This one inspired a lot of passionate debate uh, relative to cops and its cancellation. Yeah, and the cops' cancellation was immediately followed, well, not immediately, a couple days followed by the live PD also being canceled. Yeah. So uh, no reality cop shows on television at this point right now uh, that I'm aware of. Um, so it's definitely a change in times. Um, will there be a place in the future for shows like this to come back? I guess time will only tell. So. 
Time will tell. And where will it find a home? Or will we just be shifted into a place where it's just not needed? Nobody, nobody wants to see that anymore. It's highly possible. Uh, you shared some pretty cool video footage from Oh, did you Destiny. watch it? I did watch it. I'm watching it right now again, actually. And uh, guys, September 22nd, 2020 is going to be a big day for Destiny fans, it looks like. So what do you got, Josh? You know, I will say this. Uh, Bungie just continues to put uh, the time into this. They continue to push the narrative forward. Uh, and some people, you know, have criticized it and simply said, well, okay, the, the enemies are just reskinned, but... I have to give them credit. They're not at like um, uh, Battlefront 2 levels of improvement, Mm -hmm. but they continue to put the development behind the game. They continue to expand the universe and expand the stories and give Guardians more to do. I will say this. If you think they're done, it's almost like they're just beginning because these expansions are following new stories, and you're going to be getting content, all of the Destiny players out there, all of you Guardians, all the way through 2022 as it stands right there. So you have got a lot of new content that is coming up. Some new classes and some new powers for Guardians to make use of in this expansion. You'll be able to embrace within and go beyond the light. And as a Guardian, as I understand, you will be able to harness the powers of darkness so lots to look forward to and look for the first expansion to drop september 22nd 2020 you may just have a reason to go back into some destiny gameplay uh i and i definitely want to give the uh, a shout out um, we posted a video on our on our page and it's gotten quite a bit of attention uh our good friend cosplayer professional cosplayer bruce holt forged in foam brucey what's uh, up buddy if you haven't liked his page online you definitely need to crazy costumes by bruce holt but he shared with me personally uh some of the latest progress from his and i'm probably going to butcher this so forgive me luke rook cosplay uh, it's, it's a character from an upcoming, uh, video game, I believe. And, uh, I was trying to search to find exactly which game it's going to be, uh, an upcoming blizzard game. So, okay. yep. uh, I, I, I forgive me, Bruce. So uh, if you're listening, um, feel free to correct me online, but, uh, the cosplay is awesome. He's been working on, on the mask and the helmet and the suit for, for this character and, there's a teaser video that he put out there, and it's just absolutely fantastic. The man is so absolutely talented. Everything he does is done in foam, and just the attention to detail, the way he paints it and makes it look, it's just, it's just it's works of art, guys. So if you are crazy about cosplay and maybe want to pick up some tricks or tips, definitely go follow Bruce because he's just an amazing cosplayer. We're honored to have him as a friend and a, and a fellow professional here at Nerd Informants. So. Really, I mean, the time and attention to detail that Bruce puts in, he just absolutely absolutely is mind-blowing i will also stress if you have an opportunity to go to a convention and bruce is there and he is offering up foam classes yes please invest your money in that if you want to become a better cosplayer if you want to learn new tricks tips of the trade in foam masterworking you need to sign up for his classes and be a part of that because you will learn something new when you go to them and you can become as good as bruce one day possibly and I'd say there's no uh, no bigger form of tribute and flattery that you could pay Bruce than going to one of his classes, mm-hmm. learning and becoming a good master cosplayer. Uh, uh, Very well done. Yeah, that's what, honestly what he's all about. He's all about teaching the craft. He wants others to yep. know it and appreciate it and honor it and respect it. And so uh, it's always a, a pleasure to watch in on some of his classes whenever yep. we're at cons. So Sam Hargrave is a big tease. 
He is. He's a big tease. I almost Sam, wish he hadn't have said this, but he did. He went He went here. Here's where he went. The longtime Marvel stunt coordinator and upcoming second unit director for The Mandalorian's second season, which is going to be absolutely insanely awesome. Looking forward to that. He said that he knows the secret true name of the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. Sam, you're not the only one that knows the true name of the child. What? You know, really. Can he just go ahead and spoil it for us and just tell us? Yeah, I, I got a feeling that that's going to be a reveal that's coming in second season. Do you think season. we'll get it in season two? I, I think that Mando's going to call him something. I mean, I, I'm assuming that Mando's going to be the one that gives him the name. What if he just gives uh, him like a generic name, like he starts calling him Chuck or Bob? I was going to call S- Steve or, you know, <laughs> be cool if they called him Pedro. How cool would that be? Or Pascal? Yeah, either one. Either one would be really cool. I mean, I would be cool if Baby Yoda was called Pedro. Just call him Happy Hogan. Well, <laughs> that's what's going to happen there. Or, Hog- or, or Hogan. Very cool. Yeah, so Sam, you know, just, just knock that stuff off. I mean, unless you've got something really to say that's legit, just, no, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't give us hope like that. Yeah. Uh, Disney is jumping into some musical territory again. Uh, They announced uh, this past week that they are developing an original movie musical based on the songs and music of Lionel Richie, which at this point in time is being titled All Night Long, which of course is one of his top songs. Why couldn't Uh, they do Dancing on the Ceiling? I, I... Honestly, that's the one I was hoping for. Uh, so Richie is going to be uh, producing the project along with his br- manager, Bruce. I'm not going to try to say his last name because I'll butcher it. Uh, screenwriter Pete Chaharali. I'm probably butchering that too. Man, uh, all these hard names today. Um, but it's going to be kind of set to the same tone as Mamma Mia. So, you know, it's going to be a storyline and there's going to be music intertwined. So it's not going to be, you know, like rocket man or Bohemian Rhapsody was where it kind of focuses on the actor or the musician and his, his history. So it's going to be kind of set to Mamma Mia, uh, theme. So I, I think it could be interesting. I'm excited to see what they come up with that. Lionel Richie is pure energy. And again, I, when they do this, there better be people like dancing on the ceilings and there better be like in crazy stunts, some wire work in there, perhaps some CGI. They really got to do Lionel Richie justice. But that's exciting. I think that's cool. It's it's cool that Lionel Richie gets to come back in a very unique way because really, really influential in the realm of music. Let me talk about this. If you are an anime lover, Amazon is bringing you something very cool. The Promised Neverland will be coming to Amazon as a live action series. Yes, so straight out of manga and anime land to live action. Now, the streamer is also developing a live action English language adaptation of the popular manga series written by Kaiyu Shirai and illustrated by Posuka Demizu, which that should be very exciting if you are fans of both of those series getting a little bit of a taste and a big switch from Amazon. Very cool adaptations. Kudos for you for getting those names right. That, I'm glad you took that announcement because I would have I would have butchered that. My pleasure, buddy. But I do love your <laughs> I, I do love your butchery. Uh, thank you, thank you. I, I, I do better with roast beefs and hams than I do names. You and me both, buddy. Uh, Netflix, uh, the Unsolved Mysteries reboot for Netflix uh, has received its premiere date of July 1st. So we're going to be getting that really soon. Um, but some of the new details that have come out is that the first six episodes will not have a host. So that's interesting. So very unique that they chose that that method because I kind of felt like the former 
unsolved mysteries. It was kind of all like going Mr. back to the stack. House. So uh, interesting to see how that's going to develop. I was always worried that when Robert would come out onto the stage there, they'd always have the fog machine going and all the lights and everything. I was always worried that he was going to fall flat on his face. There was so much fog, but the ambiance was there. They may decide they'll get into this first six episodes. They'd be like, eh, the format's not really working. And then they'll go and get some gravelly voiced host to come in and try to replace Mr. Stack. Yep. Could be risky. Josh and I are available to Netflix, so just give us a call whenever you're ready. Dude, how cool would that be if you and I were hosting Unsolved Mysteries? (laughs) That would be the coolest thing ever. (sighs) Make it happen, please. Somebody just let us host a TV show already. We're ready. We're ready. We're stoked, yes. Um, I feel like we're beating the same drum again this week, but we got to talk additionally more about Batwoman. Uh, some additional news came from mm. showrunner Caroline Dries, where makes me sad. After a rumor came out saying that they were going to kill Kate Kane's character off, uh, I understood that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Caroline Dry says, no, we're not going to be doing that. She is super important to the show. Um, she will never disappear. However, her disappearance in season two is supposedly supposed to be a very uh, important part of the, sco- the storyline. So, Do you think Carolyn is just saying this to save face and then maybe they're going to hit us with a 180 and they're going to kill her anyway? Do you think we run that risk? Do you think they would be that vile and I don't- bad? I don't think so. I, okay. I, I, I really don't. I, I think that they're going to keep her alive. You make me feel better. Um, but because I like the idea that maybe Ruby Rose just needed a break. I mean, yeah. the lady, she, she got hurt. Her back was messed up. She Maybe she just needed to take some time off uh, and, and relax. And so she, she's doing that. And so by not killing her off, they give her the ability to maybe come back in a future future episode a future series a future crossover um so i don't get me wrong i will i i hate that ruby rose announced that she was leaving the show but by not killing off the character it gives us an option for her to return in some form or fashion down the line if she is willing and able so you know I, this kind of makes me sad this makes me sad amongst our community members with nerd informants on facebook i don't know why maybe this just slipped through because we were posting so much news and it just kind of fell under the radar and everybody missed it well if you have go to our facebook page go back about four days from the time this podcast airs and check it out me maybe it says something about my character and my sick humor on certain times but this video came out and it really makes me want to buy a hulu subscription for like maybe six days so i can watch it but the producers of robot chicken and their genius now this has got its own audience i get that they are coming out with a series called crossing swords and this looks insane the trailer was absolutely hilarious i laughed out loud so much it, it is just wholly unique. I mean, it's 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 violent. It's got language. Nicholas Holtz in it. I don't think you could ask for much better. Luke Evans is in this as well. It, it just looks crazy. I mean, it's kind of like stop motion animation with a little bit of claymation there as well. It's got a great cast. It's hilarious. And it's Robot Chicken, the team behind that, the producers. Yeah, I mean, but nobody and nobody on our page watched it. It's definitely a, a little weird. Um, that is to, so to, mean to, to look at. So, 
Um, I, I am curious to know a little bit more information about the series is why they chose the format that they did with, with the character. Cause it's like the back from whenever I was a kid, there was like these wooden toys that had faces cut out, you know, you could put them in the castle and they go down slides and stuff like that. The animation reminds me a lot of Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot it, like that. So the, it, it definitely looks almost claymation like, uh, I, I will agree with that. A, a perfect mix of claymation, stop motion, all, all together. Um, so w- we'll see what happens. So we'll, we'll see if it gets uh, a continuation after it debuts on Hulu. So should be interesting. Uh, this next bit of news, um, people seem to be pretty excited about that. Even though we're not going to be getting any of these films until next year, Sony went ahead and revealed that Uncharted, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Morbius will all be getting releases on the IMAX screen. So, As they should be. As they should be. I didn't expect anything less, uh, but it should be exciting to see those uh, up on the big screen. Even more exciting for IMAXs across the country to start reopening hopefully very soon. So Yeah, and ours and ours locally again, we continue to count down the day is July first. Mark it down, fans. If you love Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex like we do, it is July first, the grand reopening. Learn more at BransonIMAX.com. That's big news for those Sony films and nerd informants, Tim. It's gonna be so good to be sitting right there in front of that screen, watching those movies in their grandeur. When we come back, do you think they'll finally put our names on those chairs? No, no okay. that's not going to happen. Just nope. a thought. <laughs> Doom Patrol Season 2 trailer, buddy, I, I, you and I are just, I mean, at a disconnect, and it's not a like a bad disconnect. I am just watching this trailer for the first time now as we're talking on this podcast. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Are you hyped? I am hyped. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I, I think, guess I've got to figure out a way to get hyped. I, I, th- I think I talked about this in my last podcast. Walmart was having a super sale on all their uh, on all their television series, and I picked up the Doom Patrol for 10 bucks. So I got season one. It's sitting on the shelf, buddy, if you want to grab it and take a look at it. Um, but it, it's definitely, it's DC's X-Men with a twist. Okay. The, the, these okay, characters okay. are I like that description. They're a family, but they hate that they're a family, but they love that they're a family. Then they hate that they're a family. And then they love that they're a family. They can't make up their mind. And that's what makes it so great. Uh, I, I'm very much hopeful that season two will be as great as season one. You definitely have to get through the first couple episodes because it's very slow. The, the whole season is very slow burn. I'm, I'll be honest with that, but if you can make it through, it's definitely worth it. So I'm excited to see what HBO uh, Max has in store for us with season two. Um, it definitely threw me for a loop that it says HBO Max original because this show actually debuted on DC Universe, but it seems like maybe DC Universe is being withered away and is now everything's being shoved over to HBO Max. So uh, so I guess now HBO Max has got complete control over it. So we'll see what happens. But if you haven't checked out the trailer, do it. And I can't tell you enough how great Timothy Dalton is. 007 is in a DC television show. So yeah, personally, I think Timothy Dalton and Jason Isaacs were separated at birth. Those two, those two <laughs> guys have got to be related. Convince me otherwise. Gone with the wind has yeah. moved. It has disappeared with the wind onto different streaming services <laughs> that decided, away. hey, HBO Max. We're going to go ahead and take that from you, and we'll air it. It zipped to the top of Amazon's bestsellers sales chart for TV and movies a day after Warner Media's HBO Max pulled the movie for, at that time, racist depictions. Mm-hmm. And so it has found a different home, and people 
have embraced it. We will let you be the judge and jury on that news for yourself. And of course, if you want your copy, they've got them at Walmart right now for $10. Yes, they so, do. Pick up your own, bring it home. Uh, another trailer dropped this week, and for another show that I've watched the first season of, and I don't know if you ever did, but Mr. Iglesias on Netflix has a season two coming up. I'm very excited for this. I love me some Fluffy. Uh, he's been one of my favorite comedians since I was in college, and uh, season one was excellent. So I, I've, I've got no doubt that season two is going to be just as great. So definitely take a look at that trailer. It is up on uh, Netflix. You'll be able to have a chance to check that out. And of course, uh, we'll probably get some commentary from Mr. Church on that as he continues. I don't know. I, I think he's got a backlog, a third log, a fourth log, and a fifth log at this point right now with everything that you're attempting to watch. You, you've got too many streaming options, don't you? Uh, right now, I'm focusing on movies, and then I'm going to move into television shows maybe sometime later this month. <laughs> Everybody has officially got the opportunity to go to San Diego Comic-Con Yep. For the first time in your lives. If Everyone's invited. With this 2020 con canceled, San Diego Comic-Con has announced its plans today for Comic-Con at Home. It's going to be a free online event. Plans for Comic-Con at Home include an online exhibit hall complete with everyone's favorite exhibitors, as well as exclusive panels and presentations about comics, gaming, television, film, and a wide variety of topics from publishers, studios, and more. Now, Comic-Con at Home is going to be held on the same dates as the previously canceled Comic-Con, so make your plans. Mark it down July 22nd through the 26th. San Diego Comic-Con is coming home right to you. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited for this. First time getting to go to Comic-Con in San Diego. Very excited that I can do the so from the comfort of my PJs. So <laughs> From his recliner. Uh, and, and here's the thing. You know, they've always done really good jobs about having live streams and stuff so you can watch. So I, I feel like they're just going to be able to fine-tune that a little bit more. Maybe have a continuation of consistent content. Because uh, I, I remember watching my first Comic-Con uh, or san diego comic-con online and you know they would do bits and they do panels and stuff and then they would go back and they'd play like old marvel cartoons or old dc cartoons and stuff so i, I spent one saturday watching the feed the entire day it was amazing it was life-changing so uh, i'm excited for this i can't wait for them to make some announcements on exactly what those things will be so gonna stay tuned cool. for that guys gonna be a hot ticket uh, we, we kind of talked a little bit about this already, but I feel like maybe we just need to bring it up. Just remind people that they can go to our Facebook page and look at the launch trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. If you've not seen that yet, Josh wow. was awesome enough to get that up online. So That is going to be so, so amazing. I'm counting down the days, five days out, friends. And just a reminder to you, from start to finish, every frame of Ellie's journey will be covered by Nerd Informants Gaming. Find us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash nerdinformancegaming. Go with us for the entire journey. It's going to be one heck of a ride. Really looking forward to that. And I'm excited to watch. <laughs> and ho hopefully, hopefully, I mean, that's something that if you like what you see, hopefully like you'll pick up the controller and play. I really want you to experience one of those large narrative games. If you haven't played the first one, okay. But just, I'm thinking if you, if you don't start with that one uh, in the month of July, Pick up Ghost of Tsushima. We're going to have that here for Nerd Informants Gaming. Start there. I just really want you to experience the storytelling of that. Absolutely amazing. And I think you would fall in love as the Church of Horrible Gaming. <laughs> uh, you, you, you need to talk about this one because yeah. I mean, I love me some Bradley Whitford. But again, this is another one, sadly, 
that I didn't even see before it, you know, had its news here. It's sad. Yeah, honestly, the, the birth was also the death with these two series. Uh, mm. NBC has already pulled the plug on comedy Perfect Harmony as well as crime drama Lincoln Rhyme Hunt for the Bone Collector uh, after one season. So they got their freshman seasons and they're already canceling them out. So uh, clearly, I mean, we're in a pandemic. So if s- series are not doing well, when people are stuck at home and not able to leave, it's a good sign that, you know, they're probably not going to do well once people go back to work. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sad to see him go. I, I, I was definitely looking forward to checking out Lincoln Rhyme. Uh, it seemed like a cool concept. And of course, I, I too love Bradley Whitford. So I was excited to see him do a comedy again. Uh, it seems like it's been a long time since I got to see him on TV. So uh, sad to see that one go, of course. Now, some news came out out of left field. Really, I had no idea that he was even doing work on this. But it's been picked up by Prime and Amazon, so that's where it's going to be its exclusive release for home. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt is back, leading man, and it involves him saying the quote, get off of my plane. Okay, well, I just ad-libbed that. That's probably (laughs) not going to be him. But boy, he's got a tense thriller. He is up in the air, and he is dealing with a hijacking. This trailer looked absolutely amazing. And you get Joseph Gordon-Levitt giving every range of emotion you possibly can. Tense. Thriller. Love it. Yeah, uh, the trailer for 7,500. 7,500. So I'm not sure if that's referring to the flight the flight or the code or you know how high in the air they were I, I i don't know what that means exactly but the trailer is definitely uh edge of your seat jordan i i, I think he's going to give this amazing performance just based on the trailer he, he's laughing he's crying he's intense uh and for the most part from the trailer it looks like everything is shot inside of a cockpit um, I was going to say, it looks very confined. I so, mean, you talk about being claustrophobic. You may not, you may just want to be uh, exercising some caution with this one. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to need to uh, maybe do a <laughs> trial run of Prime just so I can watch this. So I'm very excited for he'll, it. He'll be sitting in his recliner with his air sickness bag watching the 7500. <laughs> it's the only way to watch that Josh, film. I, I need more peanuts. Can you refill my half cup of soda, please? It's bulky, but I consider it carry on. <laughs> This news, Tim got this one, and I am stoked about this one so much. When I saw it, I'm like, okay, pre-order much? This is definitely going to happen. It's the same thing that about like getting the Goonies steelbook in 4K that's going to be coming out in September, uh, which right now you, you can't get it. But this one's going to be another one of those hard finds if you don't act on it quickly. Beetlejuice finally coming to 4K Ultra HD and a collector's edition gift set is also available. Now, on top of the film, gift set's going to include this. You get the handbook for the recently deceased with collectible chalk, a Beetlejuice poster, glow-in-the-dark embroidered patch, and a special edition packaging. That's the gift that keeps on giving, friends. Beetlejuice 4K Blu-ray collector's edition gift set is an Amazon exclusive now available for pre-order for $49.99. I would not be surprised that as of the recording here for the podcast that it's gone. That's yeah. going to be one of those ones that's not going to be out there for long. Yeah, uh, whenever I checked it online, it, it already said limited supplies. So um, if you didn't act on it fast, you, you may have lost first round. But if it's popular enough, I'm certain that they'll bring it back for another round or two. So I, I'm excited to see this released. I, I think the quality is going to be amazing. Uh, and maybe, you know, this is the resurgence that film needs just to possibly get a sequel made. Tim Burton, we're looking at you, buddy. Make it happen. Learn to throw your voice for your friends. Fun and party. Ha, 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 Can you give us some Beetlejuice for the podcast? Oh, Come on, buddy. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't like being put on the spot, but okay, maybe you'll catch it as we just go through uh, the next. Uh, I'll just yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up later. It, it has to be organic, like Smeagol, right? It, it does, and I can't just bring it out. <laughs> I, I I really can't. Go ahead, make my millennium. <laughs> <laughs> I love, uh, it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of exciting things, here we go. Uh, I'm just going to let you take the course on this one because we had oh. back to back to back to back to back to back to back PlayStation five announcements coming out of our ears. Uh, so let's just line it up. What's everybody going to get to look forward to later this year? Holiday 2020, mark it down. We will be in PlayStation 5 land. Of course, the initial reveal was pushed back uh, in respect to the protests going on across the country, respecting Black Lives Matter and, of course, the murder of George Floyd. The dates were changed, but the reveal has happened. PlayStation 5 goodness is out there in the wilds. Go to YouTube, check out IGN and all the other gaming news websites. You'll find it. We kick off first with a big reveal of Spider-Man. Miles Morales is coming to the PlayStation 5 from Marvel. And to clarify some of the reports that were coming out there, this will be a full game and not an expansion. Mm-hmm. So we have had clarification from or Insomniac. No, no. Yeah. It'll be kind of at the level of the Lost Legacy, which was kind of that offshoot uh, starring Chloe in the Uncharted universe. So that's what we're going to be kind of expect. It won't be a, a large, large game, but it will be a full game all of its own outside of the original Spider-Man universe that was set up in Insomniac's first game. Alongside that, we will be getting another version. Gran Turismo will be coming back. The seventh volume has been announced for the PlayStation 5. And of course, we really, we're we're living in a Pixar renaissance now with the horsepower of the PlayStation 5. If you have not seen the trailer for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, it is coming to the PlayStation 5. We will have some all-new characters in that. And let me just say this. Insomniac's world-building ability with this particular franchise is fully on display. And the horsepower and the speed of the PlayStation 5 has blurred the lines finally between a Pixar film and what is a game. <laughs> there, there's no lines anymore. That's how good the graphics are in that game. And, of course, the original lovable mascot of the PlayStation, Sackboy, is getting his all-new and very own platforming game. He will be coming to the PlayStation 5, and the title will be called Sackboy, A Big Adventure. And, of course... Abe has been missed. It's been a long time coming, but we are getting an all-new Oddworld game. It is called Oddworld Soulstorm. That is also coming to the PlayStation 5. Is your wallet feeling a little bit empty yet, gang? Oh, yeah, trust me. We I was feeling that the whole way through watching the reveal stream. Hitman 3 is also going to be on its way for the PlayStation 5. And, of course, this one was expected. It was not exactly the best-kept secret in the world of gaming, but Resident Evil 8 Village has been confirmed for the PlayStation 5 and a 2021 release. So we've got a little bit of a wait yet on this one. But Resident Evil 8 has been confirmed, and Chris Redfield is in the game. A nice stinger in that trailer when it came out. Now, also, the official trailer for Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is out there on our Facebook page as well. So if you haven't missed it, check it out on Facebook and also on YouTube It just really is going to melt your brain with the abilities and the graphics of the PlayStation 5. Also, too, the consoles themselves have been uh, revealed. We've got that on our Facebook page. You're going to have a couple of options. You will have the regular PlayStation 5 that is a disc version, and then you have a digital-only counterpart 
which took people by surprise. And of course, right now, the PlayStation 5, everybody's happy that it's coming out over the holiday, but let me just say this to you, it's also become a meme. Not everybody's (laughs) a big fan of the design scheme, so it is being uh, epically trolled online right now. And I'm going to jump up just a little bit because I want to kind of include this in my coverage here. Uh, We had a post, and this one got some healthy debate back and forth. Not met positively. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. I'm the same way. Because there is a placeholder... Over in Asia, a store, I believe it's Play Asia, right now has got a listing for pre-order for the PlayStation 5, and they have it as a placeholder at $700. Now, I believe they did this with either the PlayStation 3 or the PlayStation 4, and it was about $300 north as a placeholder. Fans everywhere right now are hoping that that is not the legit price for the PlayStation 5, because if it is, Sony is going to price themselves out of the competition. I feel very strongly about that. That's too much money. So I think... We can kind of calm and ease tensions a little bit there, gamer friends. Hold on just a little bit. Remember, this is a placeholder. Sony has yet to officially comment, so that might be a little cause for worry. But there's a ways to go before we get to holiday 2020. So please keep that in mind and just try to not overreact about the $700. It's scary, yes, but we got a lot of time to go. And that's the PlayStation 5 wrap. It's coming. (laughs) Holiday 2020. Get stoked for it. Make sure you got room underneath your TV because we're going to have one here at Nerd Informants HQ. You can rest assured. Ah, man. It it seemed... Take a break. Uh, I'll, I'll take a few. I'll take a few beats. Get a drink, Josh. Uh, that was a lot. Uh, PlayStation made so many announcements last oh, week. Rapid fire. Uh, mm-hmm. So while, while while the gamers were excited for the PlayStation news, a lot of our following community was very excited to hear that musical dramedy Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist has been renewed for a second season at NBC. Uh, for right now, just thirteen episodes, but people were very very worried, especially after you know we put the news about Perfect Harmony. Harmony being canceled, that they were a lot really curious. Uh, what about Zoe? Is Zoe coming back? Everybody really loves this show. Um, so definitely excited to let everybody know that, yeah, it's coming back for season two. So be on the lookout for that next week. Uh, also, I don't, I've never even heard of this. This is kind of a surprise for me, but Anna Paquin has a dark comedy drama called Flack. Um, that was being released by Viacom, CBS, Pop TV. Um, for its first season. However, before only a week before its second season was supposed to air, uh, they dropped it, and Amazon had to pick up the series. So it, it was very unexpected. I really didn't see uh, uh, why. There really wasn't a good reason given out there. Um, so if you're a fan of Flack, um, you're going to be able to find it over on Amazon now instead of Pop TV. So good luck with that. Um and, and this bit of news, it, it, it's almost heartbreaking. I felt like my inner child kind of broke down oh, uh, man. when I made this announcement earlier this week. But 12 shares and 12 comments, too. Big. People were talking about it. Chuck E. Cheese parent company, CEC Entertainment, CEC, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, that took me a moment. Um, they announced that they are nearly $1 billion in debt, according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, in hopes of avoiding filing for bankruptcy, the uh, the company has <laughs> approached lenders in re- recent weeks in hopes of getting a $200 million loan. If that is successful, then they might survive. If not, then uh, the era of Chuck E. Cheese might be over, folks. So say goodbye to your favorite animatronic mouse and cardboard pizza. I'd like to know how they got themselves a billion dollars in debt. That begs the question, how many locations did they have? 
One billion dollars in debt and it's pizza? Yeah. How? Uh, How? I, I I don't know. I mean, the arcades, I mean, I imagine that costs a lot of money. Uh, and I don't, I, I, I can't assume, but I feel like I can't assume that, you know, this isn't all from the pandemic. I feel like they were maybe already in a little bit trouble before things hit, and then the pandemic hit, and, you know, that, that, that it was just game over. So, um, here's hoping that they can succeed. Um, personally, I think Chuck E. Cheese needs a little bit of a rebranding time. Um, you know, I, I feel like they very much are stuck in the past. So maybe this is a good thing. Maybe they can rebrand. Maybe they can go back bigger and stronger. But if they don't get their financials in order, we might be saying goodbye to Chuck E. Cheese forever. So that was kind of sad. So you posted this next uh, story, <laughs> this next trailer, and I, I love the caption that you put on it. This looks awful, and I can't wait to see it. And it's a new film on Netflix starring Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Members of Fire Saga, a small-town Icelandic band chasing their dream of winning the Eurovision Song Contest. Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, arrives on the 26th of June. So uh, we've got just 12 days to wait from the time of this podcast. Um, it does legitimately look awful, but again, it's that same satire that I believe only Will Ferrell can provide. And of course... Really, Rachel McAdams, kind of weird casting, but uh, she must have been really bored. Like she must really. Rachel McAdams got to eat. I guess maybe I. I don't know, man. Like it just kind of. Uh, the only thing that she hasn't done much else. No, not not recently. I mean, honestly, the last thing I know that she was in was Doctor Strange. Like I can't think of anything she's done since then. Um, so maybe she trying something new. Who knows? Uh, but only thing that really excited about this film is Graham Norton makes a cameo. It seems he's in the trailer, so I'm assuming he's going to play a part in the movie as well. Um, so I, I'm excited for that. If you if you're not a fan of Graham Norton, the the BBC host, you ought to be. I love watching his interviews; they're fantastic. So Pierce Brosnan in it as the father, I think, yeah. is going to be probably one of those scene stealing uh, roles in the film as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so yeah, 12 days away. Mark it down. Fire Saga. You can see the story yourself. Can I talk about the man? I want to talk about the man. You can talk about the man. Josh Gad. I love that guy. He is the king of nerds. We can all only hope to emulate and, and, and become Josh Gad uh, in adulthood. But June 15th, tomorrow in the morning... And, of course, Nerd Informants will have it for you to enjoy because our fans, our community, are loving the videos that Josh Gad is putting out. Reunited Apart has got just one question. Who are you going to (laughs) call? Uh, seriously, guys, ju- just watching this trailer got me teary eyed. Yeah. You welled up, man. Like you texted me to let I, me know I, that you got I, emotional. I, I had to because and here's the thing. I think we might need to wait to watch this until Monday night together uh, and do a reaction video and, and film us watching it. Because frankly, I, I just, whenever Annie Potts showed up on screen and, and she started reading through the list of job qualifications of what you believe in, uh, it, it, that got me teary. So I, if any of the other cast starts saying their lines and especially if Rick Moranis shows up, man, like I'm, I'm just going to be a bag full of tears. I, I know it. And just talking about it right now, I feel like I'm getting choked up. Um, so gosh, darn it. Like I, I can't wait to watch this. The back to the future one got me hard. Uh, but I think like this one's going to get me even harder because the cast is even older. Um, and, and man, I, I've watched that movie so many times I, I have, I've lost count. So, uh, mark your calendars, guys go give Josh Gad some support. And of course you'll be able to find it here on the page tomorrow as well.
Marvel Comics is bringing Tony Stark back to basics, back to the drawing board, and they're doing it with style and flair. As the comic book publisher announced a brand new series titled Iron Man, the new reboot's going to see Stark return as Iron Man in a new suit designed by legendary comic book artist. Does he really need an introduction? Because if you do not know who Alex Ross is, we can't help you. I think that's very cool, and Alex is certainly going to do Tony Stark justice. That'll be one you might want to go and frame because there is nobody better than Alex Ross. Yeah, I, I can't s- wait to see what that cover is going to look like. It's, it's, I just imagine it's going to be beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's, Alex, that's a comic book to buy. Oh and, yeah, and, and, and frame. Yeah, just not for the storyline, not for who it is, but just because Alex Ross is behind it. Like that, that's worthy of all of its own. Uh, touched on this a little bit, I guess, already, but Destiny 2 is getting cross-play next year, so that should be interesting, right? Yeah, Guardians, if you have had friends and you guys are on separate consoles or somebody that's playing on PC, you are going to mix it up a la Call of Duty Modern Warfare type style. Yep, cross-play is coming next year, so Guardians, get ready to get your game on with your friends cross-platform. Big news there if you're a big Destiny 2 fan. Of course, with all the expansions coming up, it's just going to be a good time to dive back in if you've been away. A little bit of sad news coming out of the comic book world today, uh, or this week, I should say. Uh, but legendary comic book writer and editor Dennis Denny O'Neill has passed away at the age of 81. A cause of death has not been given as of this time. Uh, but Denny, he worked at both Marvel and DC. He, he's responsible for uh, the acclaimed Green Arrow and Green Lantern run, probably most famously the one uh, in the cover is going to come to your mind when I say this. But, you know, when the Green Arrow and Green Lantern and come upon Roy Harper and he's shooting up and he's doing drugs uh, and you know Green Arrow says I, I can't believe that, that my own word is a drug addict uh, so that, that most famous for, for that run uh, he also you know was in charge of bringing the Batman back to his darker roots uh, bringing the character of Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul whoever you want to say it to life um, he also was the creator of Obadiah Stane, speaking of Iron Man earlier, uh, and, and worked on Iron Man and Daredevil and DC's The Question, and he even helped write episodes of Batman the Animated Series alongside Bruce Timm. So the guy really did it all. Um, it, really a tragic loss to the comic book community. Um, so be, be in, have him in his th- your thoughts and prayers as well as his family because uh, I can't imagine it's easy right now for, for anybody. This next bit of news is we climb towards the beginning of the week and our coverage here, but this is going to be kind of some bundled up information from you, and it has fans and lovers of movies going, Warner Brothers, what in the heck? Can you stop already? You're becoming a parody of yourself. You're becoming a part of the whole 2020 meme scenario. Just stop already. Tenet. Christopher Nolan's highly anticipated espionage thriller has pushed back its theatrical debut by two weeks. Any months of speculation about whether or not the $200 million tentpole will hold on to its mid-July release date. Of course, it was initially slated for July 17th, so just about a month from now we would have been watching this. But now it's going to be coming our way as of July 31st. I think, folks, some great commentary. The lovely Evan Bauer. Evan, what's up, buddy? Breaking the fourth wall on the podcast. He says this, theaters won't and can't open if no one releases a damn movie that will bring moviegoers back. I can't disagree with Evan because this Warner Brothers news didn't stop with Tenet, Wonder Woman 1984. It was almost literally within minutes of Tenet's news coming out. It's now been pushed to October 2nd. And of course, Gal Gadot was being uh, characteristically positive about it and everything, bringing the positive vibes to the delay on that film. And then from there, it got worse. 
Very much so. Matrix 4. So, obviously, the shift from Tenet, July 17th to the 31st. You still with us? Wonder Woman 1984 from the 14th of August to October 2nd. Matrix 4, currently paused production in Berlin, Germany, and may start up next month, going from May 21st to April 21st of 2022, making that wait ridiculous. Legendary's Godzilla vs. Kong will no longer go on November 20th this year. Rather, will take over the Matrix 4's May 21st, 2021 date. Lionsgate currently has its Saw reboot, Spiral, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson on the 21st of May. Uh, Roald Dahl's Witches is unset in 2021 for the time being, no longer going on October 9th. Witches leaves behind 20th Century Studios' Kenneth Branagh movie, Death on the Nile, and Paramount's expansion of Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7. And Warner Brothers' cartoon action hybrid Tom and Jerry moves off December 23rd and is now heading to March 5th, 2021. That is a lot to digest, friends. If you want to recap it, go to our Facebook page, read it, and try not to get upset. I just have to summarize Evan Bauer one more time. Because on the Matrix post when the news came out, Evan says it best. He says this, I can't express in words how much I hate 2020. Mm -hmm. Simple, effective, to the point, and I think everybody feels the same way. Yep, couldn't agree more. 2020. Yikes. Not anybody's year. It is so ugly. Uh, but there is still hope for later in 2020, as oh. Bloom House producer Jason Bloom informed Entertainment Tonight earlier this week that he is still pushing through the pandemic and everything to have Halloween Kills meet its October 16th release date. And credit to the fan who put that poster up on our page because. I'm just going to say this. I had to call Tim, and I'm like, okay, tell me, is that is that a real poster? It had me fooled. It's really, really cool looking. Yeah, uh, whenever I saw that, I was like, man, I, I definitely, and anytime we can, I, I like throwing fan posters up because, frankly, they're, they're creative, and sometimes uh, they're even better What's than up, what, Boss this, Logic? Exactly, what the studio puts out there. Um, I, I definitely take a lot of stuff from the art of time travel uh, on Instagram. He's got some amazing stuff as well. Um, so yeah, anytime I can use a fan poster and I always do my best to, to, if they have their signature on it, to make sure the signature is present and visible. Um, but this, this poster in particular, it, it's beautiful. So I was happy to share it. And this is one movie that I don't want to see get shifted because they have a very specific timeline in place for this. Mm -hmm. Halloween kills this October, Halloween ends next October. Now you can imagine if this movie gets pushed, then that would put Halloween Kills into 2021 with Halloween Ends now shifting to 2022, which is going to make the wait even more unbearable for fans of this franchise and, of course, the rebooted efforts under David Gordon Green. So please, October 16th, hold steady and true. Don't shift Halloween Kills, please. Just say it with me, folks. Keep it to the mantra. Uh, and some more good news regarding filming while everybody's pushing back. Uh, no Time to Die has been pushed forward by five entire days. So you can What's look forward to that. What's the point of that? I, I don't know. I'm assuming maybe something now has been pushed to November 25th. <laughs> I don't know. But now No Time to Die will be released on November 20th. You think Warner Brothers' uh, intense shuffling had a, a part to do in that? I'm, I'm certain. I'm very much certain that that was the case. Push it up a month. What is it going to hurt pushing it into October? 
I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't make any sense to me. If it's done, make it August. Like, let's just get it out there. Uh, This bit of news I'm very excited about because I'm a huge fan. I love this guy. You know I'm a huge fan. I love Patrick Wilson, and I I can't wait to see this movie. I can't wait to see a trailer. Uh, But Roland Emmerich's coming up with a new sci-fi film called Moonfall, and it's about the moon got knocked out of movie. It's got knocked out of orbit. Uh, Now it's hurling towards Earth, and who's gonna save the world? Josh Gad. That's right. Josh Gad, Halle Berry, and Patrick Wilson are all teaming up for the new film. Uh, the cast news on this just keeps rolling out, and it's more exciting every time they make a new one. So, what do you think Josh Gad, he's going to be playing that token scientist role? I, I'm definitely going to play the token scientist role. I imagine Wilson and Barry are going to be playing, you know, divorced ex-lovers of some kind that have to reunite in order to help save the world. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's also going to be a little serious. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit of mix to both. I, I'm imagining some Independence Day vibes again. Um, not Independence Day 2, not at all. Um, so excited to watch that film very much so. You know, folks, I believe that is going to be a wrap on the news coverage here on the Informants Nerdcast. Wow, what a breeze and one of our longer podcasts so far, three episodes into our Informants Nerdcast series here on Anchor FM and all of our podcasting services. A lot to cover, and I cannot wait to bring more coming up in episode four. Now, I do want to tell our fans out there that have found the podcast, thank you so much for joining the family here in podcast land. It is so cool. We're off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk that we would have been committed and we are now into three episodes in and we've actually stayed on schedule. (laughs) But really, really important news coming up over the next several weeks. Mr. Church is being an incredible son and is uh, spending some time helping your folks out. (laughs) And you're going to be headed back home to do some work uh, back uh, uh, home up in West Plains area, helping your folks uh, get settled into their new house. And so with the podcast, kind of, uh, we'll still be recorded at that time, but we'll probably be just a few days behind, probably recording into the next week. So you'll see new episodes probably on a Tuesday to Wednesday schedule uh, over the next several weeks. Yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. We're, we're still going to be putting them out, just maybe a little bit more delayed. So forgive us. Uh, but family is important more yes, now than ever. Uh, so I appreciate Josh being, uh, super helpful with that and working around my schedule as I work around his too. So you bet, you bet buddy. And I will say this too. We just continue to expand our reach as far as the podcast is concerned as well, finding new homes all across the internet and new ways for you all to listen. If you have a question or if you have a platform of choice and you haven't seen the podcast yet, reach out to us on Facebook, ask those questions. I know Evan has asked that we've been able to help him out. If you've got those same questions, let Let us know where you like to listen, and we will do everything we can to make it happen. But those uh, areas where you can go to listen include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which is one of our latest additions. Google Podcasts has picked us up. We're also distributed on Breaker FM, Anchor, and a few more services as well. I think we're up to like eight or nine different locations where you can get the Informants Nerdcast. So again, friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Season one continues on with episode four coming at you in a matter of a week and a few days. But stay connected to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just type in Nerd Informants and we are easy to find. So until we see you on the next one, fellow geeks and nerds, as we always say, be Be informed. You've been informed by the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. Find new episodes on Anchor Podcasting Services and stay connected to Nerd Informants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.